This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 433. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 433. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Cosmetology. Do you have a kiddo who suffers from eczema? You are going to want to check out the Cosmetology Lotion Bar. So to get started with Cosmetology and get 15% off your first order, go to cosmetology.com and use the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's Cosmetology, K-O-S-M-A-T-O-L-O-G-Y.com, code SHAMELESS. Hello, mamas. Happy Monday. Here we are. For us, this is week six in quarantine. And as I'm recording this, Vinny is upstairs doing some sort of dance video <laughs> with my sister-in-law. And we just got a package delivered and I went up to go grab the package. And I was not allowed to be in the room while he's doing the dance video. And you know, there's nothing more that you want to see than your child doing a dance routine but he would not let me watch. So here we are. The other thing was that I went up to get the package and my husband was bringing a big cardboard box in the house. And I'm just curious if anyone else has a protocol for cardboard boxes that maybe your partner doesn't know about. So my husband's bringing this big cardboard box in the house. It's actually stuff that we're going to be mailing out for our shameless mom con collective swag bags. So 100 of you will be getting these goodies soon. And He's bringing this big cardboard box in the house. And I was like, no, 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 no. What are you doing? Like cardboard boxes don't come in the house. So he's like, well, we can't just leave it outside. It'll get stolen. I was like, it's not going to get stolen. It's big and it's heavy and it's awkward. And it's stuff that no one else would want. 
And so he insisted on leaving it in the house. So then I immediately had to go wipe it down with Lysol. That's where we're at at week six in quarantine. We have a kid doing video workout dance routines and husband who's bringing cardboard boxes in the house against his wife's wishes because he's married to the CDC police. And my final question around this is, is there someone in your household who is the CDC police? Because it's for sure me in our household. And it extends outside of this household as well. And my mom, when she lets me know like things that she's doing, I also am the CDC police for her, which I don't know that she really appreciates. <laughs> and so if she tells me she's going to the store, I'm like, where are you going? What are you wearing? Do you have a mask on? Like all these things. So... I feel like every household needs a CDC police, and I am taking on that role for our family. I don't think any of them appreciate it, but it's making me feel better. So if you are a control freak like me and acting as the CDC police in your household, you know, sending you a virtual hug and high five because we are in this together and it's a lot to manage all the people in our lives. So that's where we're at. I am excited to dive into this content today. I'm excited to talk about four things to quit right now because I think that whenever we can look at the things that aren't serving us and quit them, it makes better space, more space for the things that are serving us. And it makes more space for us to be in control. It makes more space for us to be a little more thoughtful. It makes more space for us to be intentional and more proactive versus reactive. So I think that this is really, really important. And I think that because we're living in, you know, crazy unprecedented times that no one, that there's no rules for because this hasn't happened before. I think this is something where we have to kind of constantly be doing these check-ins with ourselves around what's working, what's not working, what do I need to change? Um, and this is something I talked about last week in a Facebook Live. If you're not in our private Facebook group, get in in there because I've been doing a ton of Facebook lives, really great content that's been really, really helpful to people during this time. And you can join the Facebook group if you just go to shamelessmom.com slash Facebook. So in the Facebook group, I was talking about some of the content we've been covering in Momentum Mamas, which is my membership community. And one of the things we talked about was three questions to ask yourself right now. And I think these are questions that you could ask yourself like, maybe on a daily basis, for sure on a weekly basis that I think would benefit you. And the three questions are, what's working right now? What's not working right now? And what do you need to change? So typically, if you look at what's not working, you can see what you need to change, right? What's interesting when you do this exercise is that you might be surprised by how many things are actually working. (laughs) And when you look at what's not working, it does give you this little like nudge of accountability around like, okay, now that I've identified this, maybe I need to do something about it. Maybe I should take responsibility for it. And I think that these check-ins can be really, really helpful. I also think that when we can identify, label, and own what's working, that it allows us to step out of the comparison trap a little bit and recognize like this is working for me right now. So I'm going to keep going. And I've talked about before, one of the greatest pieces of parenting advice that I ever got was someone said, a woman who she had had two children. I think her second was just a little bit older than Vinny. So by the time Vinny was born, she had her second baby. And she said, you're going to get so much advice. And I just want to tell you, do what works for you until it doesn't work anymore, no matter what anyone else says. (laughs) She's like, people are going to tell you to do things a million different ways. And it's so overwhelming and confusing, especially with the first child. And she's like, just do what works until it doesn't work anymore. And that was so helpful and so refreshing and really gave me permission to parent from a different perspective that allowed me to pull myself out of the comparison trap as someone who does pay attention to what other people are doing and who does try to often, you know, force things that I see working for other people to work for myself. 
which I would have in motherhood and early motherhood and newborn land, I just could have never had success with so many things that worked for other people. I mean, just nursing alone was like a disaster for me. And so when this woman gave me this advice, it just really gave me permission to do what works until it doesn't work, no matter what's working for anyone else. And I think that when we can do that, when we can look at what's working and we can come up with a list and say like, wow, these things are working really well. I feel really good about them. Then first of all, it's validating. And second of all, it gives us some power. It allows us to see that like, oh, like the world isn't falling apart as it can often feel like right now. And then I also think that it can help boost our confidence a little bit. And it also might be that not very many things are working right now. And then that will be the thing that you need to see like, okay, if hardly anything's working, then you need to look at that question number three, what changes need to be made and really take responsibility for making some changes and recognize that there will be a lot of power and freedom on the other side of those changes, which can be so, so fantastic and freeing. So when it comes to four things to quit right now, I want you to think about how you are measuring success, how you are engaging with other people, how you are moving in and out of your days. I think that Like I said, there's no right way and there's no rules right now. So there's no right way to live in a pandemic. There's no rules. And we all have really different circumstances. One of the things that I've been seeing a lot on social media is people who are feeling frustrated by people who have the luxury of time freedom right now. And so what I'm seeing is, you know, there's a whole bunch of people who are working from home and also parenting. So they're working full time, parenting full time, running a household, making, you know, 47 meals and snacks a day. And it just feels like a relentless amount of work and pressure all the time. And there's this bitterness that I think this group of moms and women are feeling toward other women and moms who are posting things like, I've just read my seventh novel of the week, got in my third yoga workout of the day, and now I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) And so I'm seeing this contrast between these two groups. And what's happening is that there's a tension there. And there's a comparison trap. And it doesn't serve anyone. It really doesn't serve anyone. And so I think we have to really be conscientious about looking at what are our responsibilities right now, And how do we have to show up and who do we have to show up for and really ignoring the rest. And you might be in a position where you don't have to show up for a lot of people right now. And this can be, you know, the quote unquote, the great pause for you. And there's other people who cannot pause at all right now. And you have to show up in a different way. You have to show up like all out every day. And that's really exhausting. There's nothing wrong with either situation. There's nothing wrong with either scenario. And so we need to all give each other a little grace and all give each other a little space and recognize who we are most triggered by right now and recognize who, you know, if something's rubbing us the wrong way, then we need to step back. And I will be totally open, transparent about on Easter. I was super annoyed with people posting pictures dressed up in their Sunday best. (laughs) I was like, I'm not taking a shower today. And here you all like went and put on your, you know, best dresses of the year with your whole entire family to take a picture in your backyard because you can't actually go anywhere. And I was trying to figure I'm like, why is this annoying me so much? And I was for me, the reason it annoyed me is I think was because we didn't make any plans for Easter. Like we kept it super chill. We did 
then he had a ton of fun. Like he did an Easter egg hunt in the morning. He got his Easter basket and that was like all he needed for the day. And so then we just were like super chill all day long. Just stay. I think I did a Peloton workout at like 11 or 12 that day. And I don't think I took a shower until like nine o'clock that night. I was just in like sweaty, gross clothes. We had the same dinner that we have every single Sunday. <laughs> My husband grilled and like the only different thing that we did. So he grills on Sundays unless it's raining and I make a salad. So it's meat and salad for dinner every Sunday. And we added roasted little baby potatoes. <laughs> that was like the big Easter celebration. Woohoo! Little roasted potatoes. And so seeing pictures of like people dressed up and fancy meals and all these things, it wasn't that I didn't want people to have that, but I was just kind of like, oh, I just don't want to see this today. Like, I don't want to feel less than because I'm going to be sitting in sweaty clothes for nine hours. Like, I just want to sit in my sweaty clothes and feel really good about it. <laughs> and so I think we have to recognize when we're in these situations where we are, we find ourselves comparing or just feeling a little like, eh, about something that someone else is sharing that that means it's time to step back. Like there's nothing wrong. People who wanted to get on their cute Sunday dresses and make a fancy meal and have a great day and like make it a special celebration. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I was just like having a day where I didn't want to see it. And that's fine too. So you have to recognize, like if you don't want to see it, then don't look. <laughs> let people live their lives. If you don't want to see it, don't look and let people live their lives. Because there's nothing productive or purposeful about getting like all caught up in a moment around someone making a different choice than you, right? There's absolutely nothing purposeful about that and nothing positive about it. And when I woke up on Monday morning, I was like, why did that even bother me? It's so silly, right? It's like silly and dumb and whatever. But it was just like where I was on Sunday. So and that's okay. I think a lot of us are having days like that. We're having days where just weird, random things are rubbing us the wrong way. And rather than letting that consume you, just step back and focus on you and focus on what you need to be doing. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. So four things to quit right now. Number one, stop measuring your daily success by your productivity and your output. Here's the thing around this. Some of us have to be super productive right now. 
And at the same time, you have to remember that we are in a marathon and in a marathon, you must conserve energy. So doing as much as you can, as fast as you can, is going to use up precious stores of energy that you will need later on. And if you are a high achiever, it's a big, scary shift to pull back. It's a big, scary shift to try to conserve that energy that you might need later. Because big, high achieving type of people, we tend to go all in and stay all in until we're done. And right now, the race is too long. And it's, to, it's actually not a race. <laughs> so the event is too long. Like this is an endurance event. We have to pace ourselves. And so we can't go all in right now because that's not how you get to the finish line of a marathon. You don't get to the finish line of a marathon by sprinting the whole way. And so if you are someone who has high productivity needs right now because of your work, because of the season that you're in, because of you know a million different reasons, then know where you have to be highly productive and know where you can shut it off. And so that might mean that during, you know, nine to five, you have to be super on that you are having to work a nine to five job on top of trying to take care of kids and family and feed people and all these things that just feel like exponentially greater and harder than quote unquote normal life. And then know that like, you're going to be super, let yourself be super shut down and shut off from five to 10 PM. Some of the ways that this is looking for me right now is that I'm cooking dinner less and dinners are less robust And I'm actually not even thinking about dinner. Like usually by like 4 p.m. I'm like, hmm, if I don't know what we're going to have, I'm like, what should we have? And like, I start kind of thinking it through and like, we could do this and that, blah, blah, blah. Right now it's like 6.20 and I'm like, what am I making? It's 6.20, I have zero plan and I'm going to put together something super random that I have never put together before and that's going to be dinner and no one is allowed to complain. And so I am putting really low energy into things like meal prep. My husband's actually been doing a little bit more of the meal stuff too, which has been helpful. I'm putting really low energy into things like cleaning up the house. I am not organizing. Like I know there's people who are like, I'm going to go room to room and organize every room. Nope. I'm not doing extra organization right now. I'm not taking on like any extra tasks. I'm not learning new skills. I'm not making sourdough starters. I've been joking for like the last week about all these people who are talking about their sourdough starters or having babies. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. It just sounds weird. And I don't have the time. (laughs) And if you have the time, fantastic that is great, but I don't have the time and I'm not going to feel bad. I'm not going to come out of a pandemic and be like, wow, you know, I really had like a less than experience in a pandemic because I didn't get my sourdough starter figured out. (laughs) I didn't have a sourdough starter that could have babies, whatever that even means. So I want you to quit measuring your success by your daily productivity and output. And it's instead measure your success each day by how you are able to manage your energy, stay intentional, create joy, and communicate effectively with loved ones. So I'm going to go through that again. I want you to measure your daily success by how you were able to manage energy, stay intentional, create joy, and communicate effectively with loved ones. Because those are the things that really, really matter. And those things are going to look different for you and in your household than in your neighbor's household and in your best friend's household and in your sister's household. It's going to look so different. So don't even get like bogged down and worried with comparing and like even noticing or caring what anyone else's picture looks like, you measure your day by how you were able to manage your energy. If you had to work 12 hours today in your job and also manage a household and take care of babies, were you able to manage that energy and stay intentional and create joy and communicate effectively? Those are the signs of a successful day. Not that you were able to 
get all your work done and make a great dinner and do all the laundry and make your sourdough starter and start the garden and do a craft project. Like it is not a volume thing at all. It's not a quantity. It's not how many things can I get done in a day. It is a quality over quantity thing for sure. So what can my quality of life look like given these hard circumstances? Okay. And that's no matter what situation you're in. I was having a conversation with someone with a group last week, actually with my tenacious mama. So this is my business and leadership mastermind. And we were talking about after we come out of this, what things are going to look like and what is the rat race going to look like? How quickly are companies going to demand that people get back to work and just immediately at the snap of a finger, dive right back into what life was like before COVID? And I was saying that I think there's going to be a massive widespread epidemic of post-traumatic stress disorder, because what we are going through right now is traumatic. And many of us don't have the time to process what we're going through. So we're not going to know that this is trauma until we're a little further into the trauma. And it's going to take some time for us to feel those long-term effects of post-traumatic stress. And so we have to really be watching for how we manage energy and how we are processing right now in terms of processing trauma. So if you have someone who is sick, if you have a loss of a job, if you've had any sort of traumatic event in this during this time, or you just have been riddled with anxiety, depression, worry, nervousness, any of that, those are all trauma responses that we have to be dealing with. And if we don't deal with them now, they're going to come back to haunt us later. So we need to really look at how we're managing our energy as we work through this so that we can be healthy on the other side of it. And so that's why we need to look at success and productivity on a really different scale than we ever have before. This episode is supported by Cosmetology. Cosmetology was created by Dr. Janice Covey, a mom who was frustrated when her youngest daughter was diagnosed with eczema at the wee age of three months old. And my mama heart breaks for this story because Vinny had really irritated, sensitive skin. And we actually had him at a pediatric dermatologist when he was less than three months old. I think he was like two months old when we took him. And the solution that we were given, which was totally unacceptable to me, the doctor told us to use hydrocortisone cream on him, on his skin. And I was like, I'm not going to put like steroid cream all over my baby's body. And he had like rashy skin everywhere. Like I'm not rubbing this kid down with steroid cream every day right now as a two month old. And so I totally relate to this situation with Dr. Covey feeling like she didn't have any good options. And so luckily with her background as a compounding pharmacist, she was able to create her own line of products specifically for children that also benefit adults. So she created the lotion bar, which is amazing. So what she noticed was that a lot of skin products for people with eczema and for children contained alcohol, which is an irritant to a sensitive skin. So she created a bar which doesn't contain water, which eliminates the need for alcohol and other potentially harmful chemicals and preservatives. And instead, it just uses really uh, high nutrient ingredients and really moisturizing ingredients like shea butter and olive oil. So the lotion bar looks like a stick of deodorant. It rolls on like a stick of deodorant. It's so great because a kid can use it themselves. I love it because Vinny does not like the feeling of lotion on his body. He doesn't like that it's slippery. He doesn't like that it feels sticky to him. Like it's always a big production to get lotion on him. But with the lotion bar, I can get it on him quickly or he can put it on himself. And it takes out, literally, it's like taking away the power struggle. It's been so great. So it's a quick fix. And especially on nights when he gets out of the tub and it's cold. So like 
early spring or midwinter, it's been really great because typically putting lotion on him, it's like the lotion is cold and he's cranky. And this is just such a great alternative. Cosmetology also has hand soaps, which we've been loving. I've been using the lemon hand soap. They come in five essential oil infused scents. And this is great for this season of our lives when we are washing our hands constantly. So I've been loving my cosmetology products. I want you to check them out. They have travel sizes for everything. The lotion bar is TSA approved because there's no liquids. It's a solid, so it can't spill. This is just fabulous product line all around. So I want you to go check out cosmetology, go to cosmetology.com and use the code shameless and you're going to get 15% off your first order. That's cosmetology.com. Use the code shameless. Now listen to the spelling on this. It's cosmetology with a K and an A. So it's K-O-S-M-A-T-O-L-O-G-Y. That'll all be linked up in the show notes, but it's K-O-S-M-A-T-O-L-O-G-Y.com. Promo code shameless. Number two, the second thing to quit right now is skimping on sleep. So I know right now we're in this kind of strange time where we want to treat ourselves to looser boundaries around some of our habits. And I totally get this. And I've kind of gone in and out of different pieces of this. Some of the habits that feel fun and indulgent in the moment can definitely come back to bite us. And so sleep for me, especially as it relates to bedtime, is one of those habits that I've gotten slippery with a couple times now during this pandemic, where I'll kind of get on a roll of like getting into bed later than normal and then scrolling social media and just kind of numbing out and just really enjoying having personal time because our personal time is so compromised right now. If we have kids at home, we have such little personal time that it's actually hard to go to bed when we normally do because for me at least, I'm like, I'm just craving more time alone. Like I'm not ready to go to bed because I just want more time awake by myself because that is such a treat. But what I know is that if I stay up and if I, you know, I push my normal 10 o'clock bedtime till closer to 11, it really does catch up with me. It catches up with me the next morning and it catches up to me over the course of a week. And so we have to really look at how skimping on sleep really actually does not serve us. This It's not serving me because I need to manage my energy like never before. And so when we need to manage our energy like never before, as I just talked about in number one, this requires us to be well rested. So here's what we need to do here. Instead of quitting our sleep habits, we actually need to double down on them. And what this looks like is that we need to set a reasonable bedtime that allows for seven to eight hours of sleep at night and take it as seriously as you would a medical prescription. We know the data on sleep. We know the science on sleep, and we know how critical it is for our physical and mental health. This is not a time to skimp on things that serve your physical and your mental health. So any doctor, any medical professional would tell you that sleep habits have a big impact on your long-term physical and mental health. And we have to treat our bedtime accordingly. Like we have to treat this like a prescription that my prescription is to be in bed lights out by 10 o'clock. This makes a world of difference in my energy the next day, and which makes a world of difference in my mental health the next day. And there's a compounding effect to that for sure. And so I want you to treat yourself like a medical professional would treat you and say, if you want to be in good health right now, physically and mentally, you need to be taking responsibility for your sleep. And I know that that is hard and I know it's not fun. It's way more fun to stay up and watch more shows on Netflix. It's way more fun to scroll on your phone. I totally get it. It's way more fun to just sit up and read a novel, like all those things. I get it. But the long-term impact of that does not give us anything that is supportive or helpful right now. So that's number two. Number three, the third thing I want you to quit is over consuming 
media and social media. I think I've mentioned this like every week since the pandemic hit, but I know someone needs to hear it today. And so social media is a great numbing behavior and it can feel like a treat and a reward and an escape for sure. And when things are chaotic or stressful, we'll often take a break from our life by scrolling on social media and like doing quick catch-ups on news. I know for me, like one of the things I do as a routine or a default is like, I'm just going to go over to people.com and like see what the celebrity news is because it can be light and easy and fun, but it's not right now. It's not light and easy and fun to be on social media or to be on news sites or even to be on people.com for that matter. And so we have to really catch ourselves in those habits that while we think that they might be an escape are really actually mentally and emotionally triggering. So the truth is, the truth about all of this is that our biggest asset right now, and this is so important for you to know, like pause this, write it down. Your biggest asset right now is your mindset. And your mindset is either going to be the thing that works in your favor, or it's going to be the thing that holds you back. It's going to be your greatest asset or your greatest liability. Write that down. Your mindset right now is going to be your greatest asset or your greatest liability. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. And so we have to look at what either enhances our mindset or what takes away from our mindset, what helps us be more positive versus what pulls us into these negative spaces. And so we know that overconsuming news and social media is not going to be good for our mindset, right? We know, like all of us have had an experience in the last week or two where you've let yourself scroll for a little too long and then you see that like everyone's in a big argument about the proper way to wear a face mask. And it's like a full on Facebook war about the whole thing. And you just can't help yourself from chiming in, right? Or we know like we all have that family member where you're like, this has happened to my husband and I, we both have had family members where their social media feeds are just like 
so volatile and so gross. And it's extremely, extremely upsetting, frustrating, triggering to see some of the stuff that is that they're posting. And you can't let yourself go there because your mindset is your greatest asset. So if you let yourself get sucked into someone else's negative space, if you let yourself get sucked into someone else's ignorance or poor logic or misinformation, it is only going to damage you. It's not going to damage the other person, no matter how you try to talk them into your point of view, it's only going to damage you. Same thing with overconsuming news. So I am all about being a responsible citizen and knowing, like keeping up to date on the news. And I do a little, little brief check-in of news every day. And it is very brief and it is very quick so that I can know like what is happening in my state, in my county, in my city. Beyond that, I don't need to know a whole lot more than that. I really, really don't need to know a whole lot more than that. To be honest, I don't want to know what's going on at a federal level right now. (laughs) Like my governor will tell me what I need to know about what's going on at a federal level. So that's what I'm keeping track of. I'm like, what did the governor say? Okay, we're going on that. But beyond that, I'm not following news cycles. I can't do it. It is way too stressful and it really compromises my mindset. And so if I know that my mindset is my biggest asset right now, and it is the thing that's going to keep me productive, it's going to keep me positive, it's going to keep me purposeful, then I have to take radical responsibility for the things that I'm not going to let myself get exposed to. And I had someone ask me a while ago if it's something along the lines of like, well, but what if you want to be responsible for knowing like other people's perspectives and like, you know, not just having this echo chamber of everyone that agrees with you all the time on social media. And I said, I absolutely understand that. And I absolutely think there's a time and a place to understand other people's perspectives and opinions. I don't think that's in a pandemic. I don't think in a pandemic that you should be like trying to get well-versed on white supremacists believe what white supremacists believe. I just, I don't think this is the time for that. That doesn't mean that you should be ignorant to that there's like white supremacy happening or for that matter, be ignorant to the fact that black and brown people are at a higher risk for what's going on and will experience way more deaths. So you can know some of this information without being consumed by it and without engaging in non-productive conversations around it. So there's a difference between those things to have the information and get it from credible sources versus engaging in social media rhetoric and arguments around these hot topics that are going to consume your energy and really negatively impact your mindset. So I don't think this is a time for you to have a newsfeed full of all sorts of different opinions. I think this is a time for you to have peace of mind in being able to exist and be productive in terms of what you need to get done on a daily basis. And so there's plenty of time for you to like, you know, read all about Uncle Bob's different political perspective from you when this is over. I promise you Uncle Bob will still be around and his opinions on things will not have changed. If anything, they will be more hardcore. So I think that we need to definitely be really conscientious around managing mindset and this consumption of news cycles and social media. So instead of getting consumed and scrolling and instead of using these numbing behaviors as an escape, since they're not actually the escape we think they are, instead try to spend limited time, like five to 10 minutes a day, consuming news from trusted sources, like one or two sources, check in on social channels once or twice a day and limit engagement and comments to posts that lift others up. Things that feel positive, purposeful, productive, do those things, everything else, just scroll on by. Like I'm snapping my fingers quickly here. Scroll, 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 or hide, mute, unfollow, unfriend. Like this is a time to be extremely discerning 
about what kinds of conversations you're engaging in or monitoring or even letting yourself be exposed to on social media. So staying away from posts and people who are all about the hot topics all the time. So people that are only posting about COVID or screaming about people, about how people are not social distancing the correct way. I've seen a lot of this recently on social media. People getting really angry about how people walk through parks. Like This is a big thing in Seattle. So like you do what you need to do to be responsible with your own social distancing and you don't need to worry about your entire city. There's other people who are in charge of that. And then also people who are just screaming into the internet about the political landscape, right? That doesn't help your mindset, okay? So look at how your consumption of news and media impacts your mindset and then take radical responsibility for that so that your mindset can continue to be an asset to you rather than a liability. And number four, the fourth thing that I want you to quit right now that I think would really serve you is drifting through your days instead of designing your days. So when life is off kilter, we tend to give ourselves permission to drift. So this makes a ton of sense. Like if you have the flu, if you have kids homesick, if you have, you know, a three day weekend vacation time, like all of those times when life is just like in a different space, we give ourselves permission to drift and it's totally fine. We get loosey goosey on the direction of where we want things to go, the direction we want things to be headed, sometimes even the direction we need to be headed. And that's good and fine for short term periods. But because this is a longer term situation, drifting can actually really hinder us and it gets actually in the way it can kind of compromise our, not kind of, it can really compromise our mental space. Because what happens is we tend to drift, sometimes jump from task to task based on what's right in front of us and what might feel good in the moment, and that can leave us feeling directionless and often depressed in the long run. So again, this can be fine for you know a few days, kind of in the heat of a moment or in the peak period of intensity or acuity where things are in like a high crisis mode. But when we need to work through something for a longer period of time, we really need to be in a place of designing our days. And that can look like a lot of different things. So this doesn't mean that we need to go into hyperproductive mode at all. It just means that we need to not give ourselves so much permission to just go with the flow instead of taking charge of the flow for long periods because we'll lose our sense of purpose. And when we lose our sense of purpose or sense of direction, that can be extremely draining and that can compromise mental health. So we need to be careful that we don't let ourselves become so directionless that we start to lose our sense of purpose, our sense of passion, our sense of positivity, our sense of identity. All of these things can be really compromised. So instead of drifting through your days, design your days. And this doesn't mean that you need to have your days jam-packed full of tasks and goals. It just means you need to have a little bit of a framework, a little bit of structure. And so do your kids. Everybody does better with some boundaries around time and objectives. And so even this last week, Vinny was on spring break last week, and he still did schoolwork every day because I was like, if we can't do anything for spring break and like actually be on vacation and I still need to be doing some work, it's not going to serve any of us for him to have no structure. It's not going to serve me if I have no structure. So we framed our days differently than we otherwise have been in quarantine, where he definitely had some looser structure but he still did some schoolwork every day. And I was like, luckily he's only in the first grade, so he can't really compare with friends. Cause I was like, I don't want to know if none of his friends are doing this. But every day I was like, you need to read, you need to write 10 sentences and you need to do one or two math worksheets that, you know, basically depending on how long it takes. Like if you do one in 30 seconds, then you have to do a second. So every day he had this little bit of schoolwork and then he had a lot of unstructured time as well. But 
It made it so that every morning we knew getting up that like, here's a few things that have to get done today. It created a framework for the day. It let me know that he would have some things to do in the morning so that I could have that time to work. So it kept all of us really in a framework with some direction and some purpose every day, which gave peace in our household, which is a gift, right? Because we all knew what to expect. It wasn't like every day I was having to get up and negotiate TV time or have an argument about it or a power struggle. It was that every day we got up, we did the same thing that we typically do. I got up and did my morning routine. And we just had this like very (laughs) boring routine of our day, but it also kept boundaries in place so that things were predictable and things felt manageable and that we knew where, how the day was going to be framed so that we knew where there was time to be productive and where there was time to relax. And that actually was really beneficial to everyone. And so everyone in the household benefited from that. And even with a schedule that has less structure than a normal schedule, there's these parameters help us all stay in our own lanes and they also help us all stay sane. So designing your days, no matter what they look like. And so if you are in a position where you have a lot more time, freedom and time flexibility, having a little bit of framework can be really helpful. If you're in a situation where time is really pressured and you're working from home full time and you with a partner working from home full time and you have a couple of kids running around, this can be extremely hard and overwhelming and exhausting for sure. And so all the more reason to be designing your days rather than just like waking up and immediately reacting to one fire drill after another for all your waking hours. So no matter what the situation is for you, quitting drifting if you haven't already, because I know whenever we're in this place of something new and different, we definitely give ourselves the this time to drift and be like, kind of get our bearings. But if you're still getting your bearings and we're this many, you know, in Seattle, we're six weeks in now, it's time to start designing your days. And I know that the rest of the country is a little bit behind or not the rest, but a lot of the country's a little bit a week or two or three behind Seattle in terms of being in shelter in place. So at this point, no matter where you're at, if you're not at this place where you've started to design your days, this is going to really, really help you. And quitting drifting will, I think, actually really help your mindset. And it will help you feel a sense of of being powerful, positive, purposeful, and intentional around the day, which will actually give you energy. We have energy when we have some structure, when we have some boundaries, when we know what to expect, when we have a sense of control that gives us energy, it gives us power, it keeps us going, it gives us something to cling to, to hold on to, and to plan around. And that makes a really, really big difference. So those are the four things I want you to quit. Number one, quit measuring your daily success by your productivity and your output. Number two, quit skimping on sleep. Number three, quit over consuming media and social media. And number four, quit drifting through your days and instead design them. I hope this was helpful. I want you to share it out with other mamas who might need a little bit of help. I want you to give yourself permission to be a quitter this week. Quit the habits that are sucking your energy, increasing anxiety, increasing depressive symptoms that are increasing the things that are not serving you, right? So if this has been helpful, share this episode, tag me on social media at the Shameless Mom Academy. I'll reshare any tags that I get in Instagram stories. I always love hearing from you. I always love getting your feedback and I can't wait to be back with you in just a couple days. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash 
Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.